Hello, everybody, and welcome to the RD3 show, where my goal is to create a community of people who want to learn more, do better, and be better. The best way to do this is by being vulnerable, genuine, real, and cutting through the noise that is in existence in our world today. Today on the show, I have an interview with a citizen of Ukraine who lives in Estonia, and she provides very valuable insight into the conflict while the war that's currently going in Ukraine. Now, it's worth mentioning, we recorded this a little while ago. Uh, However, the situation has not gotten better. Uh, Since we recorded this, the Russians have kind of, well, Putin has put into effect this type of warfare where you just destroy entire cities, target maternity hospitals, and um, essentially try to wear the civilian populace down so that the political leadership is forced to kind of surrender. Uh, Unfortunately, that is currently the Russian battle plan, and that's what they're doing. However, uh, Ukraine has fought well. And people are going about their jobs wherever they can and uh, doing whatever they can. And the West is attempting to support them, although I think Ukrainian government would really like the West to do more. The West is kind of trying not to escalate things further. And um, unfortunately, that means that We're not really able to do, we meaning like the governments of NATO countries are not giving the Ukrainians all of the support that maybe they would need, or not even maybe, they definitely need. Uh, Please enjoy the interview, and I hope you learn something. Without further ado, here is Olga. Hi, Olga. How's it going? Hi, hi, Richard. It's... It's going okay. Thank you. It's uh, good to see you. Thank you very much for agreeing to come on the show and uh, share your experiences and kind of cultural background with folks um, who are willing to listen. So uh, why don't you give us an introduction to yourself? Like you are a very uh, accomplished person. So if you want (laughs) to talk about that, you can. It's up to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. Uh, well, first of all, thank you for uh, inviting me. Uh, what I wanted to say, like uh, in in general, is uh, that in uh, current time, it's important to to share what is going on, to share uh, the real story, because I know that there is a lot of uh, misleading, a lot of uh, uh, false information. So I think that fr- from my side, uh, what we can do is to. Uh, uh, is to share the real story. Um, Mm -hmm. In short about me, that uh, I'm Ukrainian. I grew up uh, uh, in in Kiev. I was born in west uh, part of Ukraine, but uh, for most of my life, I uh, also lived in um, Kiev. And I uh, moved to Estonia um, around four years ago. So currently I'm I'm here. Um, Yeah, I think that's... It's yeah. the most important. That is, yeah. You, so from Kiev, uh, currently in Estonia, Kiev is a 
really i don't know i i enjoyed it like the first time i went i was only there for a couple hours and we just got the tour but then as a part of a project um i was able to go and teach some e-governance and it was really it was a really cool city it's not exactly what i expected there's like so many eras of architecture there you know it's really really nice to be here and it's uh, really beautiful and uh, uh, there are so many uh, beautiful buildings and so many great people well at least there were uh, many beautiful uh, buildings before before what happened before uh, uh, because uh, like after Russia started attacking uh, uh, start the war against Ukraine so many buildings uh, are actually destroyed so mm -hmm. at the moment I for me it's even uh, scary to think about how Kiev uh, looks uh, now so I, I yeah, cannot even imagine. That's uh yeah, that's a tough situation. I mean, I'm not a tough situation. It's a, it's a shitty situation that's caused by a dictator, right? It is. Uh, now, I apologize for my language. Uh, <laughs> see, that's how it is. Yeah, it's when we start talking about war, like I immediately go back to kind of my Marine Corps mindset. And, uh, and that usually involves me um, using language that is not, uh, not acceptable in the workplace. But um, so I, you were born, you said in Western Ukraine? Yes. And how mm -hmm. old were you when you moved to Kiev? Um, I was, uh, I, I was in, in school. So like, like I'll go. Yeah. Elementary uh, school, like uh, maybe middle or, school, some, middle somewhere, school. somewhere there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you like, you go from. I'm guessing. I don't think there's any other cities that are quite as big as Kiev, right? There's mm -hmm. how many millions of people? Um, I think around three millions. I'm three not. Million? Really, I'm not really sure, but yeah, okay. around that. I heard that there's like a large, unofficial number of folks. Uh, yes, that, that's true. That's that's true. That's why I don't know because uh, uh, like many years ago there was a number was like six, but I don't think that this number is actually correct. But well, who knows? But it, mean, it, 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 mm -hmm. that's that's just huge. Like I, I think the official number for New York City is seven million, mm -hmm. and that's like a, it's just a massive city. I, I would like people to understand how big. So what was it like moving from? was this i mean did you grow up in a city as large uh well i would say that i mostly grow up well no of course that city was uh much smaller uh but uh at the moment i more associate myself with uh with Kiev, so that was uh, uh well, my, my family is there so yeah your family's currently in Kiev. Uh, well, currently not not in Kiev, uh, but uh, uh, currently they are in West West region. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because well, Kiev is in a, a very very bad situation, and not just Kiev, but um, uh, places that are around. Uh, so, like uh, small cities that are uh, nearby, uh, some of them are totally destroyed. Uh, 
like there is nothing left and uh well i i know some people from those uh cities and uh, i follow some of them on uh, social media and uh uh well many of them had to uh leave the well almost all of them had to leave their homes because well, there, there is no home anymore so that's um that's the thing um you came to Estonia in 2019. Now, I'm guessing you've been alive through the revolution in, I believe, 2004, but definitely 2014. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Is there, can you give some background? I didn't even know about the 2004 one until actually before this conversation, like a couple hours ago. Mm -hmm. Um, is there any way you could give just kind of like a general little bit of context? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, to, I guess 2004, maybe 2014, we can go a little bit more in depth, but just around how old were you? How do you remember those things? Um, uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Like uh, talking about the first one, uh, I was in uh, high school, uh, like, um, um, yeah, high school. Um, and uh, uh, I wouldn't say that I remember a lot, but uh, we were participating. So we were uh, um, like, uh, well, I'm speaking Ukrainian. Ukrainian is uh, my uh, native language and my family is also speaking Ukrainian. But I know that uh, at that time, uh, many people who are uh, speaking Russian, they uh, also start speaking Ukrainian more. So um, like, talking about that, there was uh, um, a lot of... Uh, uh, a lot of uh, things that were changing in people's mind and they become more uh, more united uh, in the way uh, I think that uh, uh, well in, in Ukraine it was uh, it was possible to go outside and uh, actually like to, to express uh, express your thoughts express your opinion and I think that that's uh, important uh, part of, uh, of society um, and talking about uh, about the second uh, revolution that uh, uh, I, I remember that, that one um, a bit uh, let's say a bit better because well of course I was uh, I was uh, older and I was uh, working also nearby so actually this is uh, uh, something that happened uh, in the city center so I was like right there. <laughs> Mm -hmm. um and uh that was uh more uh uh let's say that was more violent uh in terms of uh what was happening uh but uh, uh but i think um uh, like in in, in general it also um uh, uh, brings people who are not even thinking about politics because I was not very into that. I was not much into politics, uh, but it actually brings people to think about what is uh, what is happening and what would be the way where um, where the country is moving. So basically, the reason why it happened because uh, 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 because of uh, the 
president uh, of that time, Yanukovych, he wanted to um, collaborate more with uh, Russia and uh, um, like, um, uh, basically collaborate them and create a union and society actually wanted uh, uh, to move uh, towards the European Union and uh, that was one of the main reasons why it uh, why it started um, so uh, so yeah that's uh, also and so that was speak up mm-hmm there were protests for an extended duration and then that all culminated with violence on Maidan, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, security officers with no patches from what I remember, like no unit uh, patches. Uh, yeah, that's, so no one uh, really that's also like, uh, well, when, uh, um, when we were talking about uh, when, when Russia started the occupation of Crimea, it was also like uh, there were soldiers without uh, without any uh, any signs, and they say that like in Russia they claim that there are no soldiers in Crimea, uh, no Russian soldiers in Crimea, uh, and uh, yeah, some years later he confirms that well actually there were, um, yeah. so, so but uh, well. The, the worst thing that people actually believe him. So if he's uh, if he's saying stuff and uh, uh, people are watching TV and well, yeah, they think that that's true. That's the the hardest. So it's very uh, difficult uh, to go something against, uh, uh, like you know, if you have been told something for thirty years. Um, you most likely will believe this source. I mean, I, I get that to an extent. We have ours in the States, you know, usually it's dependent on uh, your political affiliation. Mm-hmm. But there are entire things that took place, like parts of history that we were never taught. Like uh, you guys call it the Caribbean crisis. We call it the Cuban Missile Crisis. But mm-hmm. this, there was like basically the two times that war, like we almost came to nuclear war. Like I never knew about those before. Like we never, and and I think in the U.S. we also, in in the U.S. way of thinking, we won World War Two. You didn't know that? Oh, you didn't know. But uh, yeah, um, so you know, definitely. I think it's it's interesting to me, I guess, how propaganda can really permeate people's brains like that, you know? Like, I think even with everything that's going on, there's still like 60% of people believe that 60% of people in Russia or something along that line actually believe that they are just providing humanitarian whatever. Yeah, that's, that's true, because that's what they are told on TV. Now, how does how does that work when it's so obvious that he's? I mean, he's pretty much shut down. There were these other media companies that were, or uh, what? Any media that was not basically state-sponsored propaganda had to register as a foreign agent. Mm-hmm. And when he just okay, we're going into Ukraine, and then now we're shutting down all of these people. And like, you know, the Oregon guy, like the 
he's not even going on live because he said no war or something. And then like his show's gone and they're like muzzling this freedom of speech. How do people reconcile that? Do you think? Um, you know, the thing is that uh, people are just watching TV and believe in uh, in what is uh, in what. Well, there are actually two types of people. The first is they're watching and they believe what, what is happening. Um, so it's not that they are specifically looking for some information. They don't look for other sources. So there is like one national TV or uh, I don't know how it's called, like first channel and uh, uh, well, it's like their president and uh, his uh, his saying stuff and well they think that they are living in the greatest country in the world and uh, everything is against them so basically what uh, uh, what Putin uh, said at some point is that uh, he attacked Ukraine because uh, he attacked on twenty. Uh, 20- Fourth of February, because otherwise on 25th of February, Ukraine would attack uh, Russia. It's like, uh, that's absolutely crazy. But people believe that because they think that there's a president who's, uh, uh, who's actually like uh, protecting, protecting this country. And uh, well, so yeah, they believe it. That's the easy way. And the other uh, thing is that there are people who actually understand that, well, uh, or at some point they start understanding that, well, yeah, that's not like uh, everything is uh, uh, so good and nice as they tell, because, uh, um, I mean, because they see the consequences. But uh, they have this position like, uh, but what can I do? And that's also really, really big. Well, they say that uh, uh, kind of like if we go uh, to protest, if we go with sign even like no war or something, that they will be arrested. And uh, uh, like there are some consequences. And uh, now they also go uh, get back to what was in Soviet Union when, uh, uh, so basically if you, knows that some person goes uh, goes to protest uh, you can report them and they started actually, that? Uh, to do yes to 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 uh, to, uh, to police and that's actually what people are doing so it's not like it just existed no one used it people are actually doing this and uh, that's very service soviet union style and um, yeah but it's still still working and it's i mean at this point, they've arrested thousands of people in Russia. Yes, yes. Throwing them in jail. In Belarus, I know that what they'll do is like levy fines for the that type of stuff, like for protest, for protesting, like with yeah. the Lukashenko crap and the uh, crap. I'm just trying not to go too far off topic. Mm-hmm. And this referendum, like when they arrest someone for protesting or for wearing orange at a soccer match, football match. They give them a fee, like a fine that's you know many like times their monthly salary. Now my question for you is, what would you? Because I think ultimately, like the only way, uh, you know what? Let's not talk end games. Like that's just too brutal. But like, what would you want from your friends who are like Russian and in Russia? 
what would you ask for them? Like they can protest, but what ultimately has to happen, would you say? Uh, I think that first of all, that uh, uh, we need to spread information. We need to, uh, I mean, it's uh, like, uh, I'm asking uh, this to, to my friends who are, uh, uh, who are from Estonia or who are from Ukraine, uh, but they have some Russian friends and, and relatives. And uh, well, actually, <laughs> one thing is, uh, uh, oh, oh, one uh, uh, one guy he uh, he posted uh, some information that uh, well he's Ukrainian he lives in Ukraine and uh, he was there uh, under attack uh, mm -hmm. so when, when it all started uh, he's uh, he's living with well his adult person with his uh, uh, like together with uh, his mom not sure if they are living together but it doesn't matter and uh, uh, the, his parents are divorced and uh, father lives in Russia. And uh, like so, not not in the uh, capital, but like in some smaller city. Um, and uh, it was maybe like uh, fourth day of war or something, and he never get any messages from from father. He was just thinking that well, that's my father. He should be concerned. We are under war, and uh, I mean, he should have texted me. So uh, what he did, he actually texted him so it's like uh, uh okay so we are under attack of russia so why you're not asking how i'm doing if i'm still alive or what is going on is it like no there is there is no war and i mean there is special operation and we are like we are saving you it's like well you know that i'm your son and uh uh i'm experienced that there are bombs uh like uh going from the sky and they are destroying our cities as so like uh, no that's ukrainians who are uh, who are doing this and uh, they try to set russians up like so that his father don't don't believe his own, his own, own son father. Yes, and he says that like the father is not like that. He's uh, not educated. He's like absolutely stupid man or something. He's like okay person. Mm -hmm. uh, well, okay, <laughs> kind of. Um, yeah, I mean... uh, but uh, yeah. So if uh, uh, and I, I I know this kind of situation. I, I know those people who are also like trying to talk to to their relatives, and they just don't believe them they believe what they see on tv that's absolutely crazy but that's how it is that's... uh wow. but anyway i think that we still need to share this information and uh, i i think that that's this is important this is important because well yeah uh even if we get to one person out of 10, it's still, it's still good. We, people still need to see it and, and world need to uh, see the real situation. Mm -hmm. Now, like prior to Maidan, did you feel that same way as you did maybe in like 2019 before you left of, mm -hmm. of like specifically Ukraine's place in the world, whether that was toward the west or toward the east, whether just being independent? I would say that uh, we had uh, uh, we had a bit more hope that, well, first of all, that the war will uh, uh, will end and all the situation will become uh, 
will become better. And uh, I would say that it, at some point it uh, also uh, united, uh, uh, like, like I, I think that people who are Ukraine, they are indeed happy to be in Ukraine. And uh, at the moment, people also who are, um, who have had to leave their homes, uh, they are, I mean, of course, some of them, they are living in very nice uh, uh, places. I mean, the, they are living somewhere in, in Europe, but uh, what I was reading from, from the posts or what I was uh, uh, hearing from my uh, from my friends or, or other people, that they are uh, not happy. They cannot, they cannot enjoy being in some uh, nice place. Uh, because, well, first of all, because of the situation that is going on. And uh, the only things that they want, they want to get back home and uh, and just stay safe, uh, safe there. So, but I think that uh, uh, those both revolutions uh, that we had in, in Ukraine previously, they actually had an impact on, uh, um, on our vision as ourselves so we don't want well most most of people they want to move towards europe not towards russia and well now we see that that's uh that's uh, obvious obviously yeah that was this the situation there we, we cannot uh, talk about any kind of collaboration towards russia that's i i hope that no one have any doubts about that. Um, but I think that uh, what it brought us that people start thinking about uh, about themselves and identifying themselves more because this vast region of Ukraine, it was more, let's say, uh, more Ukrainian. Uh, people were speaking Ukraine, Ukrainian. And uh, in... Uh, in east part of Ukraine, uh, people were speaking Russian, but it does not mean that they are less Ukrainians based on that, or, or they were somehow discriminated based on that. Kyiv is quite kind of mixed. People are mm -hmm. speaking both languages, and uh, uh, many of my friends they are speaking uh, Russian, and that's that's not a problem at all. Yeah, there's no genocide going on against Russian-speaking people. Like, and that's just not. Yeah, but that's something that they that they translate on TV. Yeah, and that's what again, I've heard. people mm -hmm. believe it. Yeah, it's not a human humanitarian action. Um, it's if there's anything that's a polar opposite of that, that's what it is. Um, it's it's more like I would call it total war. I think it's the first total war that we've seen uh since 1945 yeah yes and it's horrible and i'm probably not including i don't know i don't know vietnam sorry i just don't know vietnam that well like i don't know if if we you know i know we bombed uh north vietnam but i'm not sure that it was to this extent um now you're in estonia do you want to talk about if you don't want to talk about this, you don't have to, but what it feels like to be, um, I mean, we're really not that far. If you, the crow flies were less than three, four hours away at yeah. flight, mm -hmm. um, a little bit longer now that we can't fly over Belarus, but 
mm-hmm. like how does it impact you to know that your family is you know in a war zone mm-hmm. and your friends uh well first uh, first days they were just really devastating and first when i read those news uh you kind of read this but you cannot actually believe that this, this is actually happening uh i guess something is uh, that uh, y- you can't just put it in your mind that that's uh, that's a reality and when you realize that that's real and uh, uh, and your family and friends are in danger uh, that's that's just horrible that's uh, but what I, what I can say is that it actually brought us uh, more um, more connections because I was texting to my friends more than ever uh, I mean of course it was not nice and pleasant conversation but uh, every morning I start uh, on the first uh, those first days I was uh, uh, like I wake up and I start texting to my friends and there's like list of friends who are uh, who are in Ukraine family and friends uh, so basically with the question how are you and uh, if they don't reply you for some period you actually are so getting crazy but uh, I, I remember like when I was looking at the screen and uh, uh, well, well first of all there was an information um, it was in the night uh, uh, that uh, they will uh, bomb Kiev and that Kiev is under a very big attack and it was around midnight or a bit uh, later and I also start uh, uh, texting people who are in Kiev um, and uh, some of my relatives they were not uh, they were not replying and uh, uh, they didn't rep- well of course I understand that people can <laughs> sleep I mean if if it's possible to to actually sleep and uh, uh but uh, I just remember that I never been that happy uh, when I saw that this like typing when, when on, on Facebook, you, you see those three dots and you see that person is typing and well, you know, the person is alive. Uh, that's, uh, I mean, I, I never thought that I could be that happy with those three dots. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it was maybe like 10 minutes or 15 minutes but uh, like the longest 10 minutes in uh, in my life also i'm not there but with with my soul i'm, I'm still i'm still there and i know that well i know that i am safe uh, um, here in in estonia but uh, when you know that your uh, your family and your friends uh, well, something may happen to them that's very stressful. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now uh, many of them, they actually moved to west part of uh, Ukraine, which is uh, more safe. Mm-hmm. Um, although we cannot uh, say for sure it's safe because, well, they had some attacks there too. Uh, but it's not uh, that much compared to what happened in Kiev and what happened to uh, Kharkiv. Kharkiv is also a very big city. It was one of uh, one of the capitals of Ukraine. It's the first capital of Ukraine, actually. And uh, it's almost destroyed. Like, And it's a huge city. Uh, we have uh, two... Um, Two cities in Ukraine where we have subway. It's uh, uh, yeah, it's uh, uh, Kiev and Kharkiv. Uh, 
um, and uh, uh, so so that was uh, and and. Uh, what they also say on TV is that uh, we are attacking only uh, military organizations and uh, other stuff, but that's also not, not true. There are many universities and also hospitals. And um, uh, just recently, one of uh, one of maternity hospitals was uh, uh, was destroyed, and uh, there are people who, uh, who who died after after that. And um, yeah, war is hell. It just is. Um, this, I mean, it seems like it's been on forever, right? And it's only been a few weeks. Um, yeah, it's just like two, two weeks. Um, uh, but yeah, the time is very, uh, very slow at the moment. Um, yeah, I was I was told to ask you this from a Belarusian, by the way. So, mm-hmm. um, so one of like the I guess hot takes that comes on this or that has been discussed is that the West has not done a particularly good job of like either saying yes or no to Ukraine to like EU and NATO membership, yeah, and and they want to point the finger at the West. Uh, I, I would like to just get your kind of opinion on that. Mm-hmm. And I uh, get you're not like a geopolitical person, yeah. but as a Ukrainian citizen, how do you feel about that? I'm just thinking that uh, it can be done. Uh, well, the, we would expect uh, faster reaction. And uh, well, I, uh, I'm just thinking that... Uh, People in uh, in Europe sometimes they, they might think that well it's not that much concern uh, for them. Well, of course they know that people are uh, dying, so they are concerned about that, and they are supporting with uh, uh, with money and uh, uh, also with uh, humanitarian and like other stuff. So I, I cannot say that. Well, I can say that Europe is. Uh, uh, it, is, is doing a lot for supporting people, uh, but uh, but the thing is that uh, we are still in in the situation that we are still in war and that our uh, sky is not closed. That's what uh, people from Ukraine were asking mm-hmm. uh, asking Europe and also asking US to do, and we still don't have it. So. Uh, as long as uh, it's not closed, uh, we uh, it's not, it's not protected, and uh, Ukrainians will continue dying from from that. From the aerial attacks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know what it would take for that. From the stuff that I've read, like they're really afraid of you know, if they do, because if they declare the no-fly zone and close the sky, they have to enforce it. And then that means that as soon as a NATO aircraft hits a Russian aircraft, which is inevitable in that situation, then this, it escalates. And that's the excuse, but I think that's also the excuse that would have been used in 1939 or, or an analogous excuse, obviously, 
no fly zones weren't a thing. But uh, I think you're right. It's a really uh, just a rough situation. I know Poland was going to give a bunch of aircraft to Ukraine, Mm -hmm. but I don't know what happened with that. I think the U.S. might have said, no, don't do that, which would be bad. I don't know. Um, How do you feel about the aid that has been given? Like the weapons and the humanitarian support that have been going i mean i think it's uh it's good but it's not enough so that's mm-hmm. the thing so Be- because it's still it's still going although i'm uh i'm happy with uh with estonia and support uh from estonia and from from Estonian people and like in general, but here I'm talking not about uh, military. I'm just talking more about uh, this. Uh, well, first of all, personal relationship, and the other is uh, the help for refugees, um, because well, uh, well, of course, uh, many people uh, who left Ukraine uh, they went to Poland or. Germany, uh, uh, Estonia, like small Estonia, small country, um, confirmed that uh, 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 that we cannot accept uh, one uh, ten thousand ten thousand refugees, and at the moment we have uh, uh, one thousand around that one or two something like this, and uh, uh, they will have uh, protection for one year. And uh, if the situation will will still continue to be like this or or, or something, uh, it can be also extended to six more months, uh, and it can be done twice. So in total, up to uh, two years. And uh, they are actually have helping with um, uh, uh, with accommodation and uh, also with. Uh, food and with uh, places for kids for uh, there are uh, some informational portals that are created specifically for Ukrainians to find uh, uh, to find a job um, so I would say that from this perspective that's, that's good and they were organizing transportation from Polish uh, Polish border although that's uh, like a, a long uh, uh, long ride, but uh, uh, there are so many volunteers that are uh, helping with that. They are helping with like driving, driving buses, and uh, uh, also uh, uh, people donating or people donating money, and also they are donating uh, some uh, products specifically to, to deliver uh, in Ukraine. So there are there is help like this, which is, uh, which I would say that it's really good. But uh, um, anyway, our first aim, uh, well, we need to uh, help people who who are not in Ukraine anymore, who are, well, they are already safe, basically, as long as they um, uh, went to Poland or, uh, or other country who are, uh, they are, uh, like outside Ukraine, right? They're uh, not, not getting shot at, but they still yeah, yeah. need they need yeah. food, shelter. Of course, yeah. These yeah. things, so, yeah. So I'm just trying to say that uh, uh, our first mission is to stop the war and what is uh, uh, like to stop people 
first of all, dying, and the other is that they have to leave their homes if there are still homes. Mm-hmm. Now, I guess if there was uh, like one message that you could say to, I'm guessing the people who will be listening are probably mostly from the States, yeah. uh, and some of them might be out here uh, in Estonia or with us, but um, ways that they can help. If there's just like a message you want to get across and then ways that you think are best, um, the best ways to actually give help either to the mm-hmm. war effort or to the refugee effort. Mm-hmm. Um, just give us, yeah, your words. Okay, well, uh, I think that, well, I can think of three ways how uh, how people can help. First of all is, well, actually it's a, a donation for, uh, uh, for Ukrainian army, uh, but please make sure that those are official because, well, yeah, there are uh, some uh, some scammers who are trying to protect to pretend uh, uh, to uh, yeah. That's that, that's that's also the thing. So just uh, uh, confirm that that's uh, official source. So first, it's uh, uh, donation. The other one is to uh, spread information and share information from uh, from correct sources, from Ukrainian sources, because uh, uh, that's where you can uh, you can see the truth. You can see what is happening. So uh, if you have uh, well. Uh, if you have uh, people around the world, uh, if you have subscribers, if you have many, well, even if you have a small amount of people, just share with them. Because if uh, uh, people who are staying, who they, who they, they think that it's not uh, uh, not a concern about uh, them, so that's not a problem. Uh, so I would say that this is something that uh, uh, will have an impact of all of us, like everyone. And uh, also one thing that uh, uh, I was thinking about uh, uh, those financial and economical sanctions that are uh, applied to uh, to Russia to, at the moment. Uh, uh, this is something that it will not have an immediate uh, impact, but. Uh, uh, if you are having some business with uh, uh, with Russia, you are supporting uh, uh, supporting war with with your taxes. So those money they are going to budget, and from this budget, uh, like um, <laughs> Russia get gets more, and specifically Putin gets uh, uh, more money to kill Ukrainians. So that's the thing so uh but yeah at the moment i'm not sure if it's even still possible uh to cooperate with russia because uh, the all those transactions they were cut uh but if there still uh is the way to cooperate financially well, my ask will be not to do that not because your money and uh well th- those money and those actions can support the war it goes well. to yeah beans bullets and benzene right like um is there a, a message you have I, I highly doubt that uh anyone from the russian speaking world is going to listen to this but if you just have a message for like the russian speaking audience you don't have to actually speak russian mm-hmm. or do you speak russian at all or you're just ukrainian yes. yeah yeah i can i can speak russian as well um well 
I'm just I'm just thinking that the message would be pretty similar spread in information uh, but like uh, legitimate check this check check the source of information just uh, and also regarding uh, those protests uh, well of course people can uh, get arrested but the thing is if uh, everyone would because Russia is huge if everyone would go uh, to the meetings and say stop the war it would be stopped it it just would be well I, I believe I believe in that I believe uh, uh, that if people uh, say uh, that they cannot uh, do anything it, it just they're making excuses because they don't want to do anything and of course I understand that that's uh, uh, like scary to uh, give your opinion because they are afraid to be arrested but if there would be everyone who says that that uh, uh, if they will unite they, they cannot arrest arrest everyone so. there's just not enough room in the jail exactly and exactly. and eventually yeah like I always I always say it's really bad that I, I say that eventually the pitchforks come out and that's a metaphorical or figurative term, but like eventually the pitchforks come out and uh, mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, I hope for the sake of everyone involved that the war is over soon and Putin just decides he's going to quit. But I don't know. I, I mean, that's not what I would put money on, you know? Yeah, yeah we really hope that it will and as, as soon as possible because well innocent people are dying and then that's the worst part a maternity hospital i mean yeah if yeah. there's any more innocent of i don't know what there is but a maternity hospital yeah a maternity hospital i don't know uh thank you very much for for getting on and sharing um you know my heart goes out to you your family your country um i really enjoyed ukraine when i was there i had a lot of fun uh there were there was so much like uh just really cool hospitality like everyone when i spoke english they were very nice to me um yeah i, I enjoyed it quite a bit you know yeah and indeed we have uh, uh very good very good people so yeah Th thank you for your support and thank you for uh inviting me i really hope that uh with with this message we can uh share more truth about ukraine and uh, i think that even if one two five ten i don't know how many people will uh understand uh understand this understand what is going on that's already already a small victory and uh, regarding ukraine uh, i really believe that uh, we will uh win this war and well first of all that it will um uh end as soon as possible and it will be with ukraine ukraine's uh, victory Slava Ukraine. Slava Ukraine. <laughs> uh, thank you very much. That was our interview with Olga. I hope you enjoyed it. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe on iTunes or Spotify or Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. Please feel free to join the RD3 show community on Facebook, 
And if you have any requests for show topics or anything else, feedback, you can either reach me there or you can reach out uh, at Rich Dryling on Twitter or on Instagram uh, at RD3Show. Thank you very much and have a great week. Go learn more, do better, and be better.